and welcome to the On The Whistle podcast. My name is Alistair Howard. Today, we are talking all things DRC in our AFCON preview series. But before we get into it, I just wanted to ask, uh, make a bit, bit of an appeal for our, our listeners or viewers. You know, if you guys are enjoying this, you know, it means so much to us, you know, who are putting all the podcasts together. We love doing this at the On The Whistle podcast, but it would mean so much to us if you could share uh, both our YouTube and our audio podcasts as far and as wide as you can, give us a follow on social media, OTW underscore podcast on Twitter and Instagram and on the whistle podcast on Facebook, YouTube, and wherever you get your audio podcast. It means so much to us spreading the message, spreading the, the love we have for African football. So if you, if you do enjoy it, please drop us a follow, a share, a like, a tw- uh, you know, re- retweet, whatever it is you can. We really appreciate it. But without any further ado, we'll get into DRC. Elisha Iragi, the journalist joins me to talk all things leopards how they might do at this AFCON, why there's a lot of hope in Sebastian de Sabra and his team, and just who is the Congolese Messi. Welcoming our, our first, and we were chatting about this before, that this is our first ever Congolese guest on the On The Whistle podcast, which is a great kind of embarrassment of, from our perspective. We've interviewed Peli Radak and Panzu, but we're waiting for that interview to come out. But So this is our first piece of Congolese content, and it's Elisha. Elisha, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Thank you, Alasdair. I'm doing very well, and I'm happy to to open the the road for Congolese uh, people. You know, we really like football here, and we really like to share uh, that we have in common with people in the world, and especially in Africa. So to talk about the African Cup of Nations is a great pleasure for me. Um, as a person, but uh, as a young too, because we need to connect with uh, many peoples uh, over there. So it's a way to to share our thoughts, to share our news here, and that's very great. Thank you for uh, inviting me. Yeah, no worries, and it's you know it's probably our our biggest shame on the podcast. We've had almost forty of the countries represented on the podcast, but DRC is definitely the big the biggest one coming into it. But Elisha, it, it feels like it's been a long time since DR Congo has been an AFCON team. Obviously, you weren't at the 2021 AFCON, um, which was a shame to see such a kind of historied and, and, and kind of storied country like yourselves to not be there. You know, what is the the mood of in the country going into the tournament, making your, your comeback in, in Cote d'Ivoire? If I can take the title of a, a very good movie that I like, uh, we are in the mood for hope now. Um, it means that um, when Sebastian de Sabre comes uh, a year ago, the teams was very, very bad. The, the level was uh, low because the, the president's manager, uh, Hector Cooper, uh, wasn't in a good uh, form with players, with team, and the result was very bad. Uh, DR Congo was the last in uh, the group. They had, I think, one or two points and the hope to see them at AFCON was literally uh, dead. So when he comes, Sebastien de Sabre, there was not much hope, but uh, his project was to, to, to target the World Cup 2026 in Mexico, United States and Canada, because there, is not, uh, there, there was not much hope. But um, a game after another, he built a team, he has um, start 11 to start with. Uh, some players get back in the team, like Bakambu, who, who was uh, retired for a time. And there was like a, a good mood and team began to, to, to take another level. And particularly the, 
the bad mood was because teams who, um, their Congo was so much closer to go to the World Cup and things fell apart against Morocco. And after that, the mood was very bad. But now teams um, won matches again. And that's um, bringing, um, I can say, kind of hope. Team is getting to, 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 to win one matches. They take a, a ticket to Ivory Coast. And now they're targeting another biggest um, achievement, like to go to World Cup. So that is the mood here. The second part of my response can be about the local uh, league, Lina Foot, because it was... Uh, last 10 years, one of the best in Africa, uh, one of the five or three best in Africa. But um, the league is losing uh, his, his shape for the reason that um, his financial structures was never be uh, good enough for a long-term uh, like uh, project. So there were some teams uh, like Mazembe and Vita uh, teams that have um, honor was richer, Moise Katumbi and uh, Amisi Tangofor, but these teams uh, loses the, that financial uh, structure and teams begin to lose the, the uh, ability to, to gain, comp to win competition, to, to be competitive on the continent. So uh, the league also uh, have very few uh, sponsors and all that have an impact on the level of the league. So the league is not uh, every uh, year organized. Uh, for example, on two last years, the league was cut off uh, before the end of uh, the season. Uh, and all of these consequences is that there is no local players in the, the National League and there is not a local teams uh, on the stages of African um, Championship or African League, uh, Champions League. So that is the, the overview of the, what is the shape now is here in the, the UR Congo. But the word for the national team is that there is, again, a hope. That's so interesting. And, and it's very relevant, obviously, because Moise Katumi is, is involved in, in the presidential elections coming up in DR Congo. So kind of his him, you know, ties in very well with, you know, the, the flagging support of Tipi Mazembe as well as, you know, the rest of the, the Lina Foot League. And it is such a shame, like you say, you know, Tipi Mazembe and AS Vita, but Mazembe in particular have been one of the most successful country uh, clubs on the continent. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, we were talking earlier about this tension of bringing local versus international based players and, um, and and I, but I wanted wanted to talk to you about the new head coach Sebastian Tisabra because it's quite quite interesting that you're saying he's he's done so well because one of the things that we've you know talked a lot about on the podcast and is about you know the growth of of African managers and how that this Afcon there's more more African managers than there's ever been um, and obviously you know Congo have one of the best examples of of an elite African manager in, in Florent Ibenge, who obviously did so well with with Congo but has also you know seen success with Barkane and Al Halal and uh, and 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 as AS Vita as well you know was there a sense of skepticism when De Sabra came in and kind of, like you said, how did he do it in terms of developing you know, the hope? Because like you said, you know, DRC was at, you know, DR Congo was at absolute floor after that World Cup qualifier, after missing out on the last AFCON, you know, things looked so dark, you know, and, and, and as you say, the league football has not been in a great place. What has he done to actually bring about the kind of resurgence in, in the team and in the country? 
Uh, great question, Alasdair. So um, the first point is that Sébastien Desab is not only the manager, but he's like in French, we, talk, we call him sélectionneur manager. So there is not a person to manage the team in kind of uh, how to organize things uh, and just him to, to call the players. But he took the two um, responsibilities. He called players and he organized how things is around the team. And that's a big difference because... Uh, and the second thing that he's in Kinshasa, he lives in DR Congo. The, the past one, Hector Cooper didn't live in DR Congo. So he just comes when there is a game or there is um, a break, a FIFA break. And after that, he, he goes. So uh, there was a problem in the uh, structure. And one of options that Fekofa urged all candidates to replace uh, Hector Cooper was that the coach must live in Congo. So he lives here, he's um, manager and he calls player. And uh, after that, uh, Congolese people knows who was Sebastian de Sabo. Because in the AFCON 2019 in Egypt, Congo meets Uganda and Uganda beat DRC with Sebastian de Sabo to near. So since then, there was kind of knowledge of who was Sebastian de Sabo. And you know, as press, uh, we, we go and crack down who, who, uh, who was that man who comes uh, so young, uh, but with a, a, a much experience on the continent. He was in uh, uh, Egypt, he was in other countries, he gained trophies on the continent. So he knows what is Africa. Uh, and if you compare his uh, profile with Hector Cooper, Hector Cooper was never just one time in Africa and he was not connected with local reality. For example, he was never at a stadium to look at the game. So when Sebastian de Sabre arrives, he decided to took the team in his own hands. Communication, how players was... Um, the encampment or the encampment or uh, organization around the team. He took all these aspects and beca uh, beginning to organize, to communicate well, to 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 create a kind of peace and good um, mood around the team. Uh, and the other big thing that he accomplished is to uh, begin negotiating or to communicate with players who early refused to come to DRC because of lack of organization. And this player includes Simon Banza, who is now the top scorer in Portugal League. This player involves Silas Katompa, who is at Stuttgart. He was a very last season, but he was... Um, uh, he, he, he got an injury and now he's returning. Uh, this player includes... Uh, in near future, maybe Aaron Juan Bisaka, who can comes to to play with DRC. So um, he he get in the ground. He became uh, he beginning to speak with these players who can bring potential to the team. He he initiates a kind of discussion, a very um, deep discussion with uh, the major player who was uh, here. Uh, the first one who comes to my mind is Chancel Mbemba, who took a very important role in the team. And every time when Sebastien de Sabo talk about um, uh, Chancel Mbemba, 
you know that he gave him a respect that he deserved. And all that uh, quite, um, can say, climate create a, a ship, a, a, a good team, and boys wanted again to play for their manager and result comes because uh, to say true, DRC never lack of talent. DRC many times have a lack of organizations. But now I think, and on another point, but not um, a, a few one, is that Fekofa was um, changed in many things. Constant Omari goes uh, because he was the uh, like for... Uh, 20 years, I, I don't know, 20 or, yes, I think 20 years, and he, he was replaced, and uh, other people comes with another ideas of working, and all of that um, be, begin to, to give some confidence to the team to reorganize things, and it's a process, because Sebastian de Sabo is targeting the World Cup, and this Africa Cup of Nations is like a big surprise. I can tell you that here in DRC, many was lost in the faith to to see the DRC at the AFCON. But things happen here, and uh, it's a country like Mirigo happens every every uh, every ten years or every competition. There is a miracle, like the medal of bronze that uh, teams occurs uh, uh, with uh, Ferrari Benge. It was absolutely a surprise. Mm, and, uh, yeah, you know, I love that, that it was a surprise because obviously, you know, DRC qualifying, you know, you were in the one group that coming into the last round of fixtures, any team could get through, you know, you guys, Sudan, uh, uh, Mauritania, I think Libya as well, you know, or um, sorry, Gabon. Um, and, and obviously you must be sick of the sight of, of Sudan and Mauritania because of course you, you're with them again in the World Cup qualifiers. So you seem to only play those two teams and, and likewise, they must be sick of, of playing you guys. Uh, but I, I love that, that, you know, and again, we're, we're talking about it, about this idea that, you know, for so long it, it feel, it's felt like African football, AFCON football, you know, but even CAF club competitions, it's been the place of secondhand European coaches. You know, a European coach doesn't do well in Europe, he comes to Africa, whereas now, you know, with the rise of, of local-based coaches who've done so well. Now, if you are going to be coming from abroad, you, like like the sub, you have to be fully invested. You have to be, in, you know, in, in, in the nation. And we see that with the type of managers that are now, you know, being hired. Like, you know, Tom Samfiet is another great example. The Gambia, you know, he put in a lot of work to be there on merit and player. And, you know, Herbert, Hubert Velud, who obviously had a lot of experience, you know, with national teams and, and club teams around the continent before taking the Burkina Faso job. And, and so I love that. Um, and, you know, you talk about one of the things that's made this team good is, is that settled kind of system and, and, and particularly defensively, you know, DRC, we've seen the kind of this back five really coming into play the last few games with Mbemba sitting, sitting in the back with Kayembe, Kalulu and, and, and Baka. But my question is, you know, tactically going into the AFCON, looking at the team itself, because, you know, you, you mentioned it there where you have a very settled defensive structure and then you've got these five or six incredibly talented attacking players. I mean, how how do you think the team is going to line up, particularly in those forward forward positions? Because obviously, like you mentioned, you've got Banza who's doing so well at Braga, you know, Vumpa, who's, who's, yeah, Silas, who's, who's at Stuttgart. But then, you know, on top of that, you've got your Jackson Mulekas, you know, Johan Wisa, Cedric Bakham, who's come back, even, you know, Fistin Maele, who's, you know, arguably the best center forward uh, in club football and, and on the continent with Yanga last season all vying for those attacking spots you know how is he going to manage to put together this team that's both defensively coherent but also has kind of patterns of play and, and is an attacking team 
That's a very uh, important question because for me, it's obvi obvious that the major problem that I have Sébastien de Sable is to construct his first 11. If you look on the, the games that he won, uh, there is not a first one that is uh, going, that we can identify that uh, this one is what he used to play. He changed every time. I wrote the thing, uh, a piece for Futter they say, it was my thought, when I say that the big problems or the big error that commit uh, Sebastian Desabre on the games, uh, the game against Sudan, it was to want, it, it was that wish to give time to every players that was coming because, like Banza who was on his first or two selections. So Sebastian Desabre is going to be trapped for me. That is a trap because. When he calls uh, international players who plays for the big leagues, uh, the deal is that they must have time to play. So if they must have that time on AFCON, it can be very challenging to have the 11 to begin with. But we have some um, certainty, like the place of the keeper. Uh, since many games now, Lionel Mpassi have taken that place. It's for him, absolutely. And he was an outstanding game uh, against Sudan in uh, African Cup of Nations. Uh, and that was a very good game for me, That the game that confirmed he was the chosen. It was him, as we say on social media. Uh, it's him. So uh, that was his place. Another one place that is confirmed is about Chancel Mbemba in the heart of the defense because it's... Uh, for, for my opinion, it's the, the, the point on which the team is based. Uh, we can took, uh, we can take uh, um, another player is uh, Arthur Masuaku in the defense. But the problem with Masuaku is that he he, he is really uh, regularly injured, so we we don't know exactly he, if he, he will be there. Another player who is confirmed, and I think. Um, Perhaps he's, uh, he just came in for the last few breaks, FIFA breaks, but um, he's Charles Piquel. He, he plays in Cremonese in Italia. He's taking a form in the midfield. Uh, another player who will be present for me, and that is not a question at all, but is very challenging because there, there are two players who change um, every time. It's or uh, Theo Bongonda, who plays now um, in Spartak Moscow, He's just a very creating person and he's very lovely, popular. And here in, uh, in Kinshasa, special people call calls him uh, Congolese Messi because he's a very enjoyed player to, to see. Um, so it's even Meshach Elia or um, Theo Bongonda. The places for me is confirmed. Another player who have his place confirmed is um, uh, Silas Katompa. Uh, but as he is new, I don't know exactly how much confidence uh, the coach will put uh, in him. So, and there is a basico uh, Cedric Bakambu who is who is there. He's, uh, he uh, he has much experience. Uh, another player in the midfield, I can say, is uh, Mutusami because Mutusami is a very present player, and surprisingly. He never plays an Afghan with DRC, so he's, that will be his first one. 
And after so many years of works, I think it's uh, important for him to have a place. So there is some certainty, but on other places, it's like if one Bisaka comes, you guess that he will not be on the bench, so he'll play. And he'll, took a play, he'll take a place either for Kayembe or a, another one. And Kakuta can have his place, but it will depend on what system uh, will use um, the coach. Because if he have a, a system where Bongoda and Kakuta can play, it can be some confusing or, or that um, those two are creating players. So um, in which system he can play, there's still much question on that. And sadly... Or maybe we will have response on the two games that Congo can play in Abu Dhabi where they will prepare the AFCON. Maybe we can have some, some, some response on this game if some lineup will return. But uh, to, for now, there is not a solid response on which will be his lineup for the AFCON. Uh, I think that there's... It seems like Congo is, in December has more of a selection headache than than most most nations coming into it. But it's it's exciting. Now I want to talk about the group you're heading into because it is gonna. I think for me this is probably the most exciting group. Maybe you know not the group of death, but the most exciting because you have Morocco, and for better or for worse, Morocco will be the the heavy favorites coming into the Afcon. Obviously, they had the World Cup experience. You know, they have a very more settled team now with Regat Gaze had you know, more than a year now to get settled uh, in, in his job. And obviously they've, they've done brilliant things. But then you've got, and this is very, very rare for any tournament, you've got three neighbors all in the same group. You know, you've got DR Congo, Tanzania and Zambia. And, you know, is is there a sense, particularly with Tanzania, because, you know, you're speaking about how, you know, the, the local league, Linafoot, has been so poor in DRC. And on the flip side, you know, the the TPL has been fantastic, you know, in terms of the way it's developed in Tanzania. And a lot of the Congolese guys who would have been playing for, you know, locally for Vita or, or, or um, Mazembe or some other local teams have moved over to Tanzania. And actually, Tanzania seems to be the hub of, of Congolese football players. Is there an excitement in the nation that we're, you know, you're going to be playing two of your neighbors? Is there a rivalry? Like, what is the sense in terms of playing both Zambia and Tanzania? Absolutely, there is a much excitement because um, the border is so close. People go going and people make some uh, many exchanges with people with friends from Tanzania and from Zambia. Here in Lubumbashi, we uh, eat regularly foods from Zambia, so there is much connections. Uh, but the point is that in the region, Congo still. And that even his bad form recently, Congo still the giant in that region. Two Africa Cup of Nations, Zambia has just won in 2012. So uh, Congo had that kind of uh, fierté, I can say, a kind of self-esteem to say that when I play Tanzania, even I'm not better than the, the team, I'm the giant and I have to assume that position. And that kind of fierté can bring a, 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 an epic games. It's like the, the full two game against Congo Brazzaville in the 2013. Uh, they had a good team, if you look uh, on the form on that Afghan. But when they placed DRC, the derby, uh, the prestige, uh, Congo took the advantage in a very sensational uh, game where they turned down 0-2 uh, to 4-2. So for me, um, it's important to, to maintain on uh, a 
that that point that DRC have kind of prestige uh, that uh, they have to preserve. And uh, if you look on Tanzania, many players there are local players. Uh, so DRC is building and kind of international players. They, there is not much coherence, but there is a much level and talent uh, on side like Tanzania. Um, on Zambia, I have some uh, skepticism because Zambia are uh, in dark now, but they are going to they are bringing a team that is focused on um, a striker. Um, I forget his name, but he's playing very very well. Uh, so for me, the first game will be against Morocco, uh, and honestly, I don't think that uh, they will have uh, much than one point if they are very very well. Uh, but as I, I said. They are Congo still a team with much surprise. They can do very well against Egypt. And the next match, they lost against uh, Isotini. So you never know what to, to, to wait for a DRC team. Uh, but for me, in global, in global of the group, if they reach in that uh, AFCON Qatar finals, I think it will be a, a good competition for them because it was so desperate and to reach Qatar final can be a very good uh, result. So the match, uh, the, the game against um, uh, Tanz uh, Zambia will be very determined because after that they will play Morocco. Uh, and if they have a good, good result against Zambia, it can be very promising. And you know what, here in the country, if the, uh, if the team just won one game, people will begin to to, to dream of the trophy, to, to be euphoric, um, and all all people will be around this or behind this television and to push the team to uh, a government will send people there with a, another plane. Uh, so things is never uh, systemic here. Things always been like um, natural. Things is coming. Uh, if they want, people are getting more and more charmed and. Um, things can be very very good but just for to notice that the two cups that George Congo won in um, 60, uh, 68 and 74 was with uh, local players that's still a major record so uh, will this generation uh, do more I don't think so honestly but because I, I know that the really target in the World Cup uh, so this competition is like a sort of uh, preparation uh, in uh, repetition, I can say, to prepare more uh, uh, interesting things uh, in the future. Ah, there's so much to unpack that. I love that you're talking about how kind of, you know, we're playing Tanzania, we're playing Zambia. There's a rivalry there, but we know who's the top dog. We know who's the big country. We know the one who's going who's gonna to come out on top. And let me tell you, I've I, I've already done my my interview with with the Tanzanian, and he was saying he was saying similar stuff in terms of he's saying Tanzanians are so excited because they're they're ready for that upset, they're ready to to beat DR Congo because they're 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 one team, and especially for Tanzanians, you know, Kenya's not there, Uganda's not there, Rwanda's not there, Burundi's there, DRC is the only team there that they're competing with from kind of that that region of the world, um, and even like you. I love what you're saying about kind of the unpredictability of, of the Congo. Even as soon as the fixture list came out, the groups were drawn, you know, saying that the, the most exciting game of the group stage for me has to be, has to be that first game between you guys and Zambia, because 
you know, like you say, in DR Congo, you never know what to expect. You know, you never know whether they're going to come crashing out of the group stage or they're going to make it to the to the semifinals. And likewise, like you mentioned, this Zambia team is so exciting. You know, they'll they'll concede two goals, but they'll score four. And players, you know, like Fashan Sakala, Pat Sindaka, you know, they have Kennedy Musamba. They have, they're similar to you guys in that, you know, they have so much attacking talent and, you know, it feels inevitable that, that there's going to be a lot of goals and I'm, I'm really excited for that. And so you're saying, yeah, I mean, I know you, you know, you're saying quarterfinals would be a huge success for DR Congo. And, and like you're saying, again, this idea that, you know, momentum is so important. You get that first win, the nation is suddenly behind you, you know, what, what would, you know, for, for the country coming into this, what 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 would the expectations be? I know you're saying quarterfinals would be a great tournament, but what what are the expectations? Is it you know you know you said things have been so low? Is this a country expecting you to get knocked out in the group stage, or is there expectation that you'll move and and reach the latter stages? As the teams uh, qualifying for the Afcon for DRC to um, to return home just um, after playing a group stage will be a very great disappointment because uh, there is so much hope after qualification. And um, the last time when DRC was um, eliminated in the group stage, if I'm not uh, bad, was in 2004 uh, in a group of Tunisia, uh, Rwanda uh, and Guinea, I think. So, it did not uh, also happen in 2013, right? Was it 2013? Because you drew, was it not funny in 2013 you drew all three games? Yes, I think we, we drew against Mauritania. We, we yeah. had three points, I think, yes. So, and then in uh, 2015 you drew all three games but then got to the semifinals. That's the, the funny thing. So, <laughs> yeah, so uh, DRC, many times when you look, uh, when they reach the AFCON, they go uh, farther than uh, the, the group stage. They have that quality. To, to, to take maybe, maybe four points just one game, uh, they lost one game, what the major games, uh, they took one point uh, and they won a, a, a last game where, where they will fight like lions, like leopards. So um, I, I think the expectations here are uh, to, the team to reach a level of Qatar finals uh, because it will be uh, two phases after the the group stage and if they can surprise if they can bring some kind of quality there why not but if you look at the challenge challengers uh, in the other groups the the pretenders they are so big they are so good prepared for the competition so uh, a catcher final level will be a very good result in my opinion Absolutely. Elisha, thank you so much for speaking to us. As with all our experts, our journalists, our players we've been speaking to, we, we finish off with a, a quick fire round of questions. Um, so it's, I'm looking for quick answers, not, not, too, not too many thoughts. I want one country, one, one player name. So let's start with, with uh, who coming into this tournament is DR Congo's most important player, best player? Best player on the pitch for me... Uh is still Bongonda, and special because he began to score goals. That was his major uh, he, his major point of improvement, and now he began to do that. So for me, the important player uh, to create chances to score goals is still Bongonda. How could it be anyone else? He's, he's the, the Congolese Messi. It has to be him. And, and coming into this, exactly, and coming into this, you know, you have quite 
a lot of kind of big names, experienced players, like you're saying, the likes of Bakambu, Chancellor and Bemba. Who is the one youngster, young guy coming through this team that you think could could be break out at this tournament and who we should all be keeping an eye on? A young one. Uh, it's a, a squad where uh, many players have a big experience. Um, can I talk about a young one? Um, I think on Karim Kimbuidi, but uh, since many uh, many years he's not called in the, the, the national team, sadly. Um, the coach still doing his list. Um, and before to check that list, it's uh, kind of uh, difficult to have a name, especially because it, uh, it's a, 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 a team that have very experienced players. If you look on other sides, uh, every side there is uh, a one experienced player. So, uh, But I can talk about Silas Katompa because it will be his first international competition with the DRC. He's one of the youngest in the team. So for me, Silas Katompa. Meshakilia already plays in Europe. Uh, maybe if he plays very well, it can be just a stage, but he, he is on seven, 27 years, uh, so he's not so young. Meshak mm. Elia, who obviously who's, who's famous for scoring that sensational goal against, against Manchester City earlier in, in, the, in the Champions League group stage. All right, we've got your best player, youngster to watch, and now the hard one. I know you said quarterfinals is a good result, but Elisha, I want you to predict how how far in the tournament do you do you see DR Congo making it? Um, if I look just mathematically, I think uh, on the um, the next stage after the group stage, because if you are a second behind Morocco, the next uh, the next element will be a very uh, great one. It's like uh, we can play. Uh, maybe South Africa or Tunisia. So for me, that is very challenging. Um, um, so for me, clearly, uh, it defi- uh, the, the, the phase of, uh, how, how, how do you call it? I think it's round Season- of 16, yeah. Yes, round of 16, yes, for me. But uh, the good result can be a surprise on round of 16 and to go in the cattle. Okay. Okay, and who, if DRC is going out in the round of 16, maybe quarterfinals, who is going to win the tournament? Who's going to win the tournament? Uh, for me, there is uh, two important teams. Uh, the first one uh, is clearly Senegal because they are um, the, the title. Um, they, they have the title. Senegal is still an important team. But uh, dangerously, Morocco are getting closer and closer to become the best Africa, uh, national Africa. They took the award on the last CAF Award 2023. Um, Morocco is a very complete team. So for me, it will be uh, Senegal or Morocco, the two ones. Elisha, I, I told you, I need, I need one country. Give one me country. Senegal or Morocco. Give me one. <laughs> I, I, I think Mor- Morocco. Okay, it's it's a hard one. It's a hard one, but Morocco it is. All right, and who is going to be the top scorer at the tournament? Top scorer, uh, uh, Afcon always produce a prize on top scorers. Uh, They never be Mohamed Salah. I think about uh, if Zambia can do a good uh, competition, um, Patson Daka can be a good surprise. For me, he's very matching well competition uh, in national side and club side. So uh, I think to Patson Daka, many stars 
regularly um, they deceive when they play for national team. Absolutely. So why like Patson Daka? If it's Patson Daka, that means DRC will it's be... It's not good for game. DRC. <laughs> exactly. So hopefully not. <laughs> All right. So Patson Daka is going to be the player of the tournament. Morocco are going to win it. Who is going to be the player of the tournament, the best player at the tournament? The best player of the tournament. Um, <laughs> that is a very tough question. Uh, if Morocco wins the competition, for me, and historical, uh, it can be for the first time a goalkeeper because uh, Yassine Bounou is doing very, very well on the next, uh, the big stage. But he, I, I don't know why, but keepers has not uh, this um, kind of uh, reconnaissance for for him. If Morocco wins the competition, I think Bono will be the best player of the, the tournament. I love it. That's 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 a left field one, but I I, I love it. And you know, Yassine Bono, who obviously had a brilliant World Cup and you know was sensational for Sevilla in the Europa League run, and and is doing doing well. And now that he's in Saudi, I think that's a good shout. Elisha, thank you so much for for joining the podcast. We really appreciate your insight, your expertise. After speaking to you, we have to get more and more Congolese guys on all, as, as much as possible. <laughs>